beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. I introduce you today to an old friend of mine. His name is Denis, the Luxembourgish surgeon whom I met many years ago when he arrived in Cape Town. As you will hear in this episode, Denis, unlike the rest of our circle of friends, was always very vocal and expressive when it came to his sense of spirituality. Most of us thought of this as not only very unique, but maybe also very European. Denis and I lost contact due to my addiction and is moving to Johannesburg, but I was very happy when James, the altruist from episode 12, told me that he ran into Denis during a hike and that he thinks Denis would be perfect for me to interview for Meet Me in the Field. I am happy I followed his advice. I hope you feel the same. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day step coaching and counselling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Meet Me in the Field also enjoys the support of African Travel Kid Adventures and Tours, the travel company that will help you to make the unknown your known. Check them out at africantravelkid.com. Sit back and enjoy. Denis, yeah, we, we are. meet again. Fantastic, absolutely. <laughs> When's the last time we saw each other? Last time was now a while ago, before we left to Johannesburg. That is, how many years ago was that? Mm. No, we probably met 2009, before 2009. Yeah. So a good nine or close oh, to ten my years. Oh, well, about time. Ten years, but we, we met 20 years ago when I moved to South Africa. Is that 20 years ago? You were my neighbor. Yeah. That was, that was in 1998. Oh, wow. 1998. That's so exactly 20 years ago that you moved Absolutely. to South Africa. And you moved from Luxembourg. From Luxembourg. Okay. And Absolutely. you are Luxembourgish. Luxembourger. Absolutely. <laughs> Luxembourger. Studied in Belgium. And then, uh, yeah, you don't do enough surgery, young man, young doctor. <laughs> and I said, well, professors, where in the world should I go? And one of them said, why don't you go to South Africa? And uh, six months later, I landed here to spend a year at the Grotesque Hospital. And it was meant to happen. It happened probably for a reason. When things start happening easily in life, somehow it is meant to be. And um, to get in six months, even in those days, to get the Health Professions Council, all the authorizations in place. Yes to spend a year as a supernumerary registrar in South Africa. That was, uh, I, I didn't realize it back then, but that was, that was very good going. Okay. Yeah, and fell in love. I had wonderful neighbors and friends, <laughs> and after a year I couldn't leave. Yeah. And where we are sitting now, I am looking at an overwhelming picture yes. of Table Mountain. We are virtually sitting in... What shall we call it? The fold? The fold of Table Mountain. You're, you're sitting on the loo, on the um, on Signal Hill. I'm sitting on the slopes of Signal Hill slopes looking Signal at Hill. Table Mountain. Yeah. Yes. Amazing view. Wow, yes, wow, it wow, is. Wow. So, Denis, you grew up in Europe, were born in Europe in yes. the late 60s. In the mid 60s. Mid 60s. Are you older than I am? 1965. Okay, so Absolutely. you're two years older than I am. And how? Were things in your family? Were you religious? No, absolutely. So, so the country where I was born, you you are born and you are you are Catholic. You are you become Catholic by birth, <laughs> and and then at university as a young man, it became very clear. No, I I thought beginning eighties. One of the of the points was the Pope visited. America, and he refused an invitation to visit the first HIV hospital, ah. the, the then Pope. And I said, well, if you, I mean, I'm gay as well. So uh, that, that was one thing. And, and beforehand, I thought already that they were always there, part of, 
Whenever, whenever you got tortured, there were priests around. Whenever you went onto the stake, uh, there was always in the name of of God. Yeah. So I, I as a young man, said at one moment, uh, as long as there is. Uh, uh, my God is better than your God, will I be member of no church? So I okay. left officially. Um, I was 26. I wrote a letter. I got an accusé de reception. Ah. So I am officially member of no church. Okay. Which my family thought was, was funny because they were not church and nobody was forced. Uh, so who do you write the letter to? I wrote the letter to that um, paroisse, that that church where I was baptized. Okay, the parish. The, where you the, parish, okay, the cool. parish. In that parish book of 1965, where I was baptized, there is also a little letter from Ooh. 1986, 21 years <laughs> a later. A red line through this. <laughs> 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 he is a deserter. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, my word. Yes, that, does, that made me... And I was always... And I realized I was always a little bit... An, on the path of liberation, and I am a little bit on, on, on the path of liberation to, to not be put in a box. Yeah. But that said, we are the ones that put ourselves in a box. Mm. I mean, you need to suffer a little bit in life to, to then be able to break free. You, okay. there, is no, there is no going around it. Those yeah. that are waking up are people that say, well, the suffering, suffering drives deeper, and that is like that. And B Buddha said it already. Of course, you, if you leave a church, you will most likely sooner or later flirt a little bit with Buddhism. Buddhism that is not really a religion. Yeah, it doesn't link you to anything higher. That is, that is in the flirting with Buddhism. And uh, is that where you were when I met you? Yes, when you when you met me was that was the first year. Uh, well, it was a year of. Um, How old were you then? I was thirty-three. So we got to know you as a young, finished general doctor. surgeon coming to South yes. Africa to gain yes. practical experience. To to finish my my studies, so I did my last year of training at Gottskür, okay. and in that year, remember I moved back and and wrote my exam yes. back there. And immediately came back, finished the year, and I, I stayed on because the professor said, we can get you a paid post. Ah. So, but the paid post was in the township hospital where no other South African wanted to work. So, and I... Was uh, Houston back something? G.F. Juester. G.F. Juester, okay. In Menenberg, where I, for 11 years, was the one of the surgeons, and we dealt with this huge amount of violent crime because you what i remember you saying is that when you went back to belgium yes to kind of present what you've been doing because yes. they were stunned yes at, at the type of surgery you were exposed yeah. to yeah the committee of postgraduate training they tell you you don't do enough operating you say where in the world must i go they say why don't you go to south africa they re-invite you after you're back from South Africa and, they say, and then they say, so what, what have you done? By then I had done in three months' time, in, in, in those last three months I did 22 people with gunshots. Good grief. Where I was the main operator. I, of course I had help always and I yeah. was well surrounded and everybody got the, the best possible treatment and, and, and the same surgeon said, but who told you to go to South Africa? I said, it was you, Professor, who, who told me. He couldn't remember. But, but that is like that in life. You, you will not always get what you want, but you will always get what you need. Absolutely. And I, I heard that the other day in a discussion. That is like a metaphorical truth. Because it might not be so, but believing that it is so improves your life yeah. like uh, for gun owners for example metaphorical truth is when you handle it you the gun is loaded yeah as a gun owner or you always consider a gun loaded even if you just unload it mm. you still think it is loaded yeah that is a so that is a metaphorical truth the gun is loaded yeah. and the same us as humans saying uh, it happens for a reason because it might not be yeah. like that. But if we don't have that, what meaning can we attach to anything? 
Ah, now comes the point. So, <laughs> is there such a thing? Could we say, well, there is no meaning. But so if, if nothing would matter, is, is there a possibility that nothing would matter, but no? Is there uh, an evolution in history? Are we evolving? Of course we are evolving. 200,000 years that we live and we go from improve, but only recently. I mean, for thousands of years, there was, <laughs> there were, your grandchildren would have the same suffering than you had. Yeah. It's only now recently. And, and if we look at the, 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 even just the number of, of, of people, of human beings on this planet, for, for all, from one million, uh, and then maybe we reached one billion uh, like a hundred years ago. And, and now, now we are seven billion. In the about last one billion years. by 2050. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And then possibly um, finishing off around 11 billion. Oof. 11 billion. So there's prediction that, and it is true, we... we, 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 we but we must consider it. I mean, the number of people on the planet is, is, is important. And that only comes when we evolve, when we yeah. evolve, when we, but also materially, when we, when you have a, a social security, you don't need seven children. Yeah. A hundred years ago, you needed seven children so that one would look after yeah. you. Yeah, the great insurance policies. Yes, yes. Something yes. that comes up for me is, so you're a doctor specializing in Trauma. Surgery. In surgery, so a lot of what you deal with is life and death. Yes. So the thought that came up for me while you were talking was as a, we haven't touched on what you actually believe in, but yes. is there a soul? When somebody dies, what happens? Death is the big, big driver, no doubt. When, as a six-year-old, I realized that I, I, I saw in a book that there was the solar system, and the thought was, our planet is turning around the sun for millions of years, and the next thought was, and it is still going to turn when I will be no more part of it. That was all I could. As a six-year-old, I could only conceive that I would be not any more part of this planet which for the first six years back then, I had terribly enjoyed. So <laughs> life is, was enjoyable. And, and then in, out of the blue, but I don't want to die ever. And, and I repressed that. And 11 years later, psychotherapy, and it came back up. So at the age of 17? At the age of 17, therapist says, so you don't want to be on your own when you're old. Why do you think old people don't want to live on their own? And I said, because they're afraid of dying. And he uh, said, what do you think about your own death? And at that moment, I literally f felt like a thunder in my head and the memory of me sitting in my childhood bed that just here it was. Yeah. And biting my nails was done, over. I didn't bite my nails anymore. Which Is was that the what you went therapy for? I went, I oh, went to word. therapy for, for all these first nail biting, uh, colitis, parents in divorce. Okay. Not, not stress, but yeah, uh, yeah. rectal bleedings. So when, when your son has some physical ailments where doctors can't put a name on it, yeah then mothers get worried and mothers say, well, maybe, maybe, and I had told my mother about um, being gay and so that was a little bit, so then it, it, it was clear I wanted to be, become an, uh, a psychiatrist. Ah. Psychotherapist, like what this Always study what you uh, must need to, uh, need to know. <laughs> yes, psychotherapist and then, oh no, then let, let me become a psychiatrist. Ah, so okay. I went then to medical school to become a psychiatrist what I realized was that patients with psychiatric diseases have a big 
ego, and it is the, it is the ego that that makes them hold on to it, because if we if we awaken, we let go of the ego. That the whole life ultimately is for us to become free of this big me story in the head. If the story in the head goes, there comes the liberation, there yeah. comes the freedom and okay. that, is, that is ultimately it. So the, the took a lot of years, but yeah. I realized, okay, psychiatry, um, and then if you want to help people, we, we don't know that human body. There are 75 trillion cells that are functioning in harmony perfectly most of the time. And when, they, when we get out of balance comes first little unbalanced energy flow. Is yeah. there energy flow? Western medicine doesn't, look, uh, doesn't really believe in yeah. that concept. There's so much that we don't know. So healing. So and, and then if you want to help people, surgery was always, uh, was always nice and it was always very helpful. And in trauma, it's very efficient, very helpful. You are broken to the broken man um, is busy dying and you can come and with sometimes simple things like putting a drain in the chest yeah. and the shocked patient back alive and uh, yeah so you you do save lives very practically but then with my patients I take them to the next level as well and I said listen something happened now to you for whatever reason but now just now you are in pain just focus on the now living in the present moment that no. there, there is so much <laughs> to that for so healing on a complete different level at what age did you realize you were going at the age of five or six, yeah, five, very early, very early. And I, I, I did realization also mean acceptance? Uh, no, of course not. Of, <laughs> of, of course not. Of course not. Now, now a little bit later, you hear your parents give it a name, and then you realize, okay, well, that is that what they are talking about. That's also you. But I always talked about it very, very easily. Okay. All the people in class, they. They knew, I told them, but I was always the tallest in kindergarten. They were like, oh, handsome. So it's, it's one thing to be handsome uh, and it makes you, it, it's not, it doesn't come easily in life. Look, this is just the physique and your physique will age. Attractiveness goes, yeah. it's temporary. Uh, but, but that said, it's, it's easier living, having an agreeable appearance. Yeah. And, and that's why then I, I had to often find reasons and, and I did believe in reincarnation. I must say, re and, and then when you, when you examine reincarnation, why is it that it was in the East on this planet that there was reincarnation? Because back then in, in India, 5,000 years ago, there was wealth. And if in India 5,000 years ago they would have told the people, listen, you're going you're gonna to go to heaven uh, after you die, the people would have said, but life is good here, we are in heaven. <laughs> so they, they, they then said on that side of the world, well, look, you're in a wheel and you're going to come back and back and back and you must live a good life to escape this wheel of reincarnation. Whilst here, well, on, on other sides of the world, other belief systems always grew out of a context. Like, don't eat pork. The porks yeah. had so much tapeworm, whatever, other uh, diseases. So yeah. that's what we must see. And, and the same, we're going we're gonna to give up the belief of, on, a, on, on a God. The God belief in the next hundred years is probably going to disappear. And then it's going to be techno-God. It's going to be the belief in big data and algorithms. And in our waking up, humanity, the human collective needs to, needs to find a new way of, also a new reason to live. Because if you, if you live for, what is your 
raison d'être. What is your purpose in life? And if there is no purpose, I mean, many, let's be honest, many people have belief systems because if you take the belief system away, my God, I can't function without <laughs> believing what's in something. Left, yeah. What's left? What's left? Yeah. So at what age did you question these things of, or look, be, believe this reincarnation and those type of things? 14, 15, young teenager, young teenager reading books. So you were searching from about, a very I young was, age. I was a big searcher, reading books uh, by Lopsang Rampa. Lopsang Rampa was a Tibetan writer. The story said that he was a Tibetan monk, whilst in fact the author claimed that he was a reincarnation of a Tibetan monk. Oh. And then it became all like, whoa, 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 that's... Uh, so, but that Lopsang Rampa wrote these, was it fiction, whatever it was, it was live in Tibet and Tibetan culture and reincarnation and souls and, and karma and all these. So they was in a, in a very nice way, stories of monks in, monks okay. in, in the Himalayas. That was interesting. While, while I was reading that, the wall, first Pink Floyd, um, <laughs> because the, the fact that the wall came down, the Berlin Wall, that was 10 years later. But 1979, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but 1979 with Ayatollah Khomeini, Margaret Thatcher, big, big upheavals in the West started in 1979. When we read about it, that's and 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 in Poland, uh, the first pope going to Poland and Poland that was uh, communism, but but the pope came there and uh, and uh, because Poland was under communism, but the very Catholic country, and they found back their Catholic roots and everything, and and uh, everything led to the fall of the Berlin Wall ten years later, and the Berlin Wall coming down. Also so interesting that South Africa then, uh, because Mandela uh, got released out of jail six months later, and that was linked. It's linked that the Berlin Wall in November 1989 and the release of Nelson Mandela February 1990, very close together, we, we were watching history. We mm. were watching history. And I, I remember because the Berlin, Berlin Wall came down, I saw it, the news on television, and I automatically cried. I had tears mm. coming out. Where were you then? Were you a student? In Luxembourg. In okay. Luxembourg. Uh, yeah, no, I was a student. I was, I was studying in Belgium, but, but I saw the news in, in, in Luxembourg. On, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I studied in Belgium, which was 200 kilometers away from Luxembourg. So you would, you would still sometimes come home for a holiday or, yeah. or, or a weekend. But so the Berlin Wall comes down. I cry. Six months later, Mandela walks free. I cry again. <laughs> and the third time, uh, a world event made me cry like that was uh, the election of Barack Obama. Okay. I cried again. <laughs> and that's all. So always crying on these huge historic events. Really historic events where, where then I feel like an... I didn't cry on September 11th. You're in shock. I did not cry on September 11. I saw it happen and I, I was angry and I said, but we've, we've shown this in so many science fiction movies and now it's happening. So humanity, don't think that you are not creating your own, yeah. your own history. We are co So, so th th this is important. Are we, is what we do, does that determine... So, between the belief systems and the events, do the event system determine what we believe or uh -huh. is what we believe determine the reality? Yeah. Huh? Spirit and reality. And, and there Deepak Chopra does say it's probably a co-creation of both. Probably hand, uh, cause and effect. Yeah. We are, we are co-creating. Yes. We are co-creating. It's not like, and the same with the genetics, probably not your genes made everything happen, but there were still choices. So, uh, yeah, the, the thing of being gay, uh, it's, it's, it is, it is a, it's a strange one, huh? because we, 
it, it does take away, I mean, it determines so profoundly the who we are. What, what, we, what we find beautiful, what we, what we want to be, how we, how we want to be, how we want to appear. <laughs> it's, it's all that. I suddenly have that, had this picture in my head. I don't know whether you've ever heard the story. Well, my ex and I were visiting friends in Woodstock and they had a cat and the cat was highly pregnant. So we met up at their place before we were going for dinner. So we met up at their place and the cat was walking around mowing. And we all said kind of, so when's this cat giving birth? There's no, they just expect, expect any, any moment. So off we go to dinner and we come back and we six gay guys. And we sit in the lounge and we are having liqueurs. But the bright light on and funky music and everything. And the cat comes to my ex and places uh -huh. herself between his feet uh -huh. and starts giving birth <laughs> on the Persian carpet. <laughs> and the first thing that somebody said, oh my God, you can't have this light on. <laughs> so we lit candles. <laughs> and somebody says, oh my God, an awful music to give birth to. So we put some classical music on. <laughs> so there the six gay guys were sitting, watching the cat giving birth between, <laughs> between yes. my ex's feet with beautiful music, with candlelit and while sipping um, Anaklana Nacht music. <laughs> yeah. So definitely, <laughs> we do go for the beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The style. Style. Even, even when... When giving birth happens, it <laughs> that must was happen so in style. funny. I just thought that is so good. <laughs> so yeah, but also, and we are very fortunate. We are all very fortunate that that we that we we had the possibility to to live in these times. I mean, we, you were two, I was four when Stonewall happened. Yeah. Stonewall happened. The cars arrived and they took the guys in the back of, of the police vans yeah. and off to the police station um, in America. It, was, it just happened to, to be that then, uh, um, is it uh, Julie Andrews, somebody, somebody a, a gay icon then later spoke out about it and, and yeah. so on. And it became a little bit of movement. The times were ripe. Vietnam had just happened. So Vietnam happened and, and now there was this anti-establishment. And in yeah. that came uh, the Dalai Lama had run away from, from that side of Buddhism, all this, the, the hippie movement, yeah. the gay movement, sexual liberation, all that. And, and that has done us good. It has done Absolutely. us good. It's still happening. Still happening. It's less necessary. In our areas, but it's still necessary everywhere else in, in the world. Of in the world is still very necessary. Yeah, Denise, tell me, your search isn't finished. My searching isn't finished. Yeah, because My, you, you just showed me this amazing book that you're busy reading at the moment. So, where do you stand in terms of your belief system? Yeah, no, the belief system is... But wait, be, be, before you yes. answer that question, sorry, I need to interrupt yes, myself. Yes, 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 yes. And I kind of moved to that earlier, is in what way does your profession and dealing so... Yes. It so is. real, in such a real way with life and death on a daily basis, contribute to your belief system and contribute to your searching, your study? Yeah, when as a doctor or as a human... We, we can't run away from death, but as a trauma surgeon, it's really nearby. And it's then when it happens, every minute of every day, when it happens, uh, luckily not that often. Uh, last two years, 240 patients, seven died. Oh, wow. Seven out of 240. Um, and I was involved six times. Yeah, so switching the machine off or organ, discussing organ donation or seeing a young, there was a, a visiting, uh, he was even an acquaintance of my niece and nephew from my home country and came here, fell and was brain dead. Oh, yeah. uh, terrible, terrible situations. Does it help? Look, at that moment... Yes, the who we are makes us then 
be in a certain way. And we doctors, we all deal a little bit differently. And we all like to put a little space between that what is happening and our life yeah. uh, when we can. I think that's important. That is important. But sometimes you, you can't. And if you can't, um, and in that situation where, where, the, where the, the, the parents of the boy came from my country. My country is 10,000 kilometers away, so they, they came and flew down, and, and, and then I helped dealing together with the neurosurgeon. Um, and when the boy died, um, yeah, a very complex situation where, where I was then emotionally involved yeah. uh, but that wasn't bad it's also not not bad to you can't avoid it all the time you you can't avoid it and so death is there is there do do we ascend somewhere else do we stay around as energy as a vibrational body these are all questions where we don't have answer is there the, the big question is, is our brain creating consciousness or is the consciousness present and, and us and everything that is in physical form a co-creation yeah. with the formless the consciousness, the, the presence. And, and us as well, us as human beings, we need to live in balance between our form and formless. It's the Eckhart Tolle teaching, being present in the moment, being in touch with not only your thoughts, but also feeling your body. Emotions. Feeling your body. Emotions are, again, thoughts. Are of, emotions are a reaction of, on, okay. of your mind on events, that happen a little bit linked with past. Okay. Yeah. If, 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 if as a child you were blamed by your parents, then later, whenever blame happens in your life, you become very emotional, you become aggressive. It's not that person's fault, mm. but it's yeah. you that was primed. And so a lot in our life happens in the first couple of years. We, we know that. Absolutely. So liber liberating yourself is a little bit the exercise of going again through everything and revisiting everything, re-questioning, re and then at the end, forgiving yourself for whatever happened, forgiving your parents if you had, uh, because it's usually we suffer I'm under our my parents. Head vigorously. Yeah. Yes, 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 he does. <laughs> No, but that, that, is, that is it. So we, we liberate ourselves by realizing that our parents couldn't, were the perfect parents for us at that moment. They so did the best. I had to realize that my parents did the best. With what they, they, did they the had best. at their disposal, exactly. that they is did it. the best. It took me a long time to get there because yes. I wanted to blame them for everything in my life. And so grew up immediately yeah. through it. So what is the biggest question you're asking yourself in the spiritual realm at this stage? <laughs> no, no, no more questions. Just looking at how this is evolving. How this is evolving. So, so a big question. Am I correctly, would, You uh, don't ask. You, you, you stopped asking. You observe now. I'm, I'm an observer. Are we, are we gonna uh, make it as humanity? Um, we're, we're busy waking up. Uh, we, we must all look at our own self, at our community, at the family, at, at we, we must live responsibly. So we with waking up, you mean develop a social conscience? Awareness of being... And how we fuck up things. In the plan, <laughs> on the planet, in a society, speaking out, using your talents, doing... Not, uh, not necessarily changing what you do, but changing how you do what you do. That, that, okay. uh, there's a lot of people that feel stuck in, an, in, an, in a hamster wheel, 
putting on expensive clothes, getting into, into an, an expensive car to go to work, to earn money, to buy expensive clothes and an expensive car to drive to work. That hamster wheel thing makes a little bit, it's not so satisfying, but then if we change, if we get the satisfaction and if we see the interconnectedness, interconnectedness with, with everything, we, we're all interconnected. The fact that, uh, yeah, and that uh, we end up uh, reconnecting via the, the, the happenings in life. So uh, I'm not so much searching anymore. I'm, I'm going in the flow. I accept very much what is. I, yeah, and it's exciting. And you truly love what you do. I somehow, it, it comes across as if I'm passionate and I, I am a little bit enthusiastic. I'm, I'm passionate about healing. And, and I want then to help people to heal. And the people that are lying there in your care are, are healing. And, and I always put it into them. It's, it's, it's your broken bones. You are doing the healing. It's your blood that is flowing. You feel the pain, but you, I'm, I'm giving you all these medications, but please eat the proper food. No smoking while in hospital. Really, I, I take that then to give them my, my David. David. David stands for all these points that are important in life. D for diet, A for activity, V for vital signs monitoring, I for inner body awareness, and D for devotion. So in diet, of course, there's so much on you. You must meet somebody who will, who's an expert on, on, on diet. Um, activity, yeah, of course. If we don't use the body, we lose it. Yeah. V for vital signs monitoring. So if, if your hearing goes, well, have an audiogram, have an, a hearing aid or other. Uh, monitor your blood pressure, your sugar. I um, for inner body awareness. Now, that is the crux. That's, that's very important. Listen to your body. F learn to feel, to be in the body. Life does everything to take you out of the out of there. Everything, everything wants you to live for the next moment. Yeah. You're never in this moment. You always, there will ever always just be this, this moment. That's all there ever is. True serenity is only found in the year and now. Absolutely, devotion. Live for something bigger. Make the world a better place. Be devoted to. At least that, even if you don't know what you came here for. If, if you meet people that say, I, I don't know. And yes, you, you, it's, it's not always easy. What is it you want in your life? It's not an easy question. Not at all. It's terribly difficult. And if you really just go towards your goal, you will miss all the flowers on the side of the road. I didn't choose trauma surgery. Trauma surgery chose me. It, I, I did surgery, and then when, when they said, why don't you go to South Africa? I was in tears that day. And then I landed here, and it was fantastic. A year later, I stayed on. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, I woke up on a ventilator. I had been in an accident. Uh, well, that was a big that game changer. That was terrible. And, and yes, and the, uh, the, the nerves didn't work from, from the eye, and uh, the hip was broken, and the diaphragm was ruptured, and... Uh, I lost a little lung function. So I'm a little bit a lung cripple. But um, yeah, that's why I keep fit and, uh, and healthy. So life, life comes with these. And that's, that's normal. That's normal. Yeah. Life, like Eckhart Tolle says, life is challenging. Life is not there to make us happy. Life is there to make us grow. Ah. And I, you grew terribly, <laughs> terribly well. And the up. No, 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 that, that's, uh, in more ways no, than one. <laughs> no, 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 no. You are, you are not changed there. And we grow as a collective and as, a, as humanity. So, and there's enough of confusion around us uh, that we must always have again our sacred space where we're, we're in it, where all is good. And challenges will continue to come. Yeah. Challenges. In the relation, relationships, big challenges. Yeah, there's a friend of mine who always say, if God wants us to be in a relationship, why does it make it so fucking difficult? 
Well, did he want us to make to be in relationship? He he drove something. Yes, he drove something. I mean, our 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 sexual expression is indeed that that is the procreation part. That's without that, no animal species survives. Yeah. The humping, the, the the humping part. That's the physical part. But the, and that's why that's interesting. And good that you talk about it. I I say. Well, we can say our in our deeper inner self, we are not male, not female. We, we, are, we are one. What do you do? What do you perceive that you do in life that you would call spiritual practices? Being interested in a good life. And very honestly... So if you're interested, very honestly, in a good life for you and for everybody around you, then you are living an awakened life. And, and then there will be books that come and books that go. Certain beliefs will come, certain beliefs will go. But always you stay true to honestly wanting good life. And what is a good life? Well, a life where you then very, very honest with yourself. And then comes the question of what is it I love? Well, and what you love today will also change. So the, mm -hmm. the external things will change. But honestly, yeah, and, and honestly, that, 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 that's the thing. So when you really can say, okay, this is truly what I think now, and then the three things, no judgment, no attachment, and no resistance mm. for enlightenment. So no judgment, no attachment, no resistance. Then you, have a, then you have a spirit, <laughs> then that, that, that's spirituality. Yeah. And then just aiming towards it. And Or like uh, what uh, Ruiz says in his uh, uh, Toltec Wisdom, Uh, don't say anything bad about yourself. Always do your best. Don't take things personal and don't make assumptions. Yeah. But always do your best. So, yeah, that's, that's being human. And then no, no, no attachment. Not, don't be too attached to the body. It will go. Yeah. But honor it as it is there. Yes. Then go to the gym. And if you, you want to work on the body and the muscles, do that. But don't do it to feel more than others. Life has given you a form. Some of us, life has given you a disease, uh, a trauma, addiction. Addiction, yeah. which is, th th that is interesting. Ad addictive people are searching people. If humans are not so awakened, not so evolved, they will be doing bad choices but not really searching. If you evolve more, now you're searching. And if you're searching, there comes this, I feel the void in me, I feel the suffering, and I now want to fill it up. And we can fill it up with whatever life gives us. I mean, there's, there's, you can fill it up with everything. Uh, yes, more and more by the absolutely, time, yeah. and on internet and porn and money and drugs and alcohol. Everything is there. To but, but everything that you just take in to give you a kick is not the right thing. It, yeah. That is not it. So that's so spirituality realizing that not attached from all that. But also, not, don't be attached to, I'm a spiritual person. That, 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 yeah. That's the trap. That's where we always, that's where, where the teachers always remind us that that's the trap. Oh, I'm, not, I'm spiritual. No, then you're not. So, <laughs> you touched so, an ego. Yes, yes. So, mm. so everything, yeah, and the ego, so I'm, I'm still on the path of losing the ego. So they're still, it's oh, still floating time. around. Good <laughs> huh? It's still floating around. Uh, but, This is very good, the meeting in the field. I, uh, I will listen to more of the other ones. Maybe yes. Uh, because it is, it is, they are, they, there is something very truthful that comes out of there. And that's because of who you are. You are allowing something to happen that is very 
very honest, which we know is the only way. Yeah. The, no. the awakened way on the on the planet, it, it can only be yeah. the truthful, honest way. Everything, false pretense, will fall away. So it's such an interesting, it's such a difficult thing, the ego. Talk about attached. I mean, yes. we're all, all so attached to the ego. The but ego three... does that by itself. It is afraid of being discarded. Ah. So you, yeah, it, 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 it wants you to hold on to it. Okay. That's why it, it wants to tell it. It keeps coming back via the back door again. And, but remember, you, you need me. You, you, I'm, you, you need yeah. me. Without me, you're nothing. But one can only find one's true, simple, present self in silence. In silence. That's exactly where I wanted to go. Now, you, you meditate. I don't sit on a cushion. I do the being aware. The, the mindful, mindful the mindfulness mindful being presentness yes absolutely being absolutely so okay. I don't I don't meditate I go but I go through the day and I'm fortunate when I can then meet with patients to also teach them that yeah and and when I get pulled out when it's too hectic too busy because that's exactly why I thought you meditate was just the way you breathed earlier I thought present. okay you meditate yeah. I had gone to the Kenilworth Buddhist Center, yeah, learned, learned the techniques, and I had become a Buddhist, but then I, I, I didn't want to pursue more, because now I saw that there was a trap. The trap was, oh, now I'm a Buddhist. Yeah. <laughs> back in a box. Guess, back into a box, yeah. yes. True, no. That's where you need to be. Awesome. Free. This podcast will grow. They will hopefully be just uh, more and more people interested on, in um, listening to truthful conversations. Human beings that are honestly talking about the pains and the hurdles. And, uh, and talking about the stuff that we don't talk about. Yes. That, that's what I find so yes. fascinating. And if you yes. hear it, if you listen to this, I would always say to people, oh my God, I didn't know this. Or... I, I never imagined this about you. Yes, it's not yes. the stuff we, we talk about no. at dinner parties. No, no. <laughs> that is true. But, and, and recently I found myself as being very, very privileged because I can be who I really am most of the time. Yeah. You know what came up for me now was you've always been able to talk about these things and you always did. I, yes, I, and I think I, that's my honest... And I think in a naive, way... In a naive way, yes. When I got to know you, we kind of frowned upon this. It's kind of, we don't talk about this stuff. Because we weren't. Yeah. And then well, you... Very few this, people do. Yeah, very you entered the circle do. of friends and suddenly go, oh my God, he's strange. You know, he talks... He, he says now, things the yeah, way they are. And now looking uh, back, oh my God, you, you, were a, you were kind of, can you say, ahead of the true trend. <laughs> Well, on the searching scale, I did go to listen to uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Um, did you? Back in 92, she gave a talk. Oh, I wow. asked her a question afterwards. She was on stage. I said, uh, uh, what type of specialization should I do? I hesitate between this and that. And she did say, young man, you will not always get what you want, but you will always get what you need. Now, that, uh, fantastic, well, it, 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 yeah, that was Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's uh, quick advice to me. And uh, Deepak Chopra, I was sitting in the first row here, he also asked one question to the public and he asked that question to me. Um, but, but otherwise, I, but I was reading all these books. In comes Eckhart Tolle. I did travel to California to meet Eckhart Tolle. Did you? Uh, I did go to a retreat, okay. uh, spend a week uh, listening to him, uh, was able to ask him a question, it is on, on the internet. So that was, that was interesting. On the, I asked him about enlightened military defense. Having been stationed in Somalia for three years, I, yeah, after 
the township hospital. I did uh, a year at Baraguanat. I did then three years in Somalia, uh, working for that Mogadishu, the Not UN. We, UN. I, I work okay. for a company that uh, that uh, gave hospital gave the hospital staff to okay. to the UN hospital, and in that time. But that was there. Uh, I had post traumatic stress when you when you feel the shock wave of the suicide attacks that are happening in the yeah. city. Mm. That's not... And, and I said to Ekatole, must we not defend us collectively? You, you, because you can't, you can't let things happen. You need to have a collective response. And he agreed on that. So, so in my search through Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and Deepak Chopra and, and Ekatole and, and, the, and the many others, that's... Uh, Who will say it's your biggest influence? Eka. No doubt, Eckhart Absolutely, okay, cool. absolutely. And I still haven't read any of his and, stuff. And, and yet so. he's not, and he's not a guru. It makes a lot of sense, and then you take from it what you what you need in, in awesome. your time. Cool. Uh, Denis, that is it for us. And Cuddles has just jumped on the couch, <laughs> coming for some cuddles. <laughs> cuddles is a beautiful, big, Maine boy Maine cat. Coon. Is that a main coon? He's a main coon. Oh my yes. God, but I think he's the main man as well if I look at him this way. <laughs> Denny, thank you so much. Thank I love this. Freddie. Really appreciate it. As always, Denis proved himself more than willing and able to discuss his spirituality, as well as the path he has walked, and he's still walking in this regard. I love the way he seems to be able to successfully incorporate his sense of spirit in his work as a healer. He seems to bring a very holistic view to the art of healing. I love the time we spent it together and so much of what he said resonates with me and applied to the path of the 12 steps. I find the concept of purging of the ego very interesting and although I believe this to be the true route to self-transcendence as stated in the Maslow Modern Hierarchy of Need, I personally find it incredibly difficult and a dream to keep on working towards. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash freddy.org.za forward slash or on Twitter at at Rendsburg Freddy. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye. <music>